Hey guys, welcome to Truth in the Trenches. I'm your host, Rebecca Spooner from Hip Homeschooling, and this is a weekly podcast from my chaos to yours. I'll be sharing homeschool tips, parenting stories, and faith-based encouragement for Christian moms. This podcast will be far from perfect, and that's my goal, to keep it real, to be authentic, and to share tidbits of truth from the trenches of motherhood. Hey, today we are talking about unschooling, and you guys, I think I am the most excited about this one. It's funny because I'm actually not probably technically an unschooler, but of all of the homeschool styles, this is probably the one that I most want to emulate and that I'm working towards. So right now I'm definitely more Charlotte Mason. However, I love unschooling, like with all of my heart, and I have a real passion for it because I really think that it has the potential to offer your kids way more than any other homeschool style. Um, but I am well aware that it's a journey, and so I consider myself a half-time unschooler. So today is going to be an awesome day. I hope you guys are excited about it. Grab yourself a cup of tea or a cup of coffee, settle in, grab a notebook, because you're going to want to take notes. Here's the thing, you guys, even if what I say is not revolutionary and you've heard it all before, which I hope that there's like one tidbit of information that you just hadn't thought of, but even if there isn't, you are going to have ideas. When we take time to listen to to listen to stuff like this and we take time to really figure out how that works with our own homeschools, you're going to have ideas. You're going to have things that jump out at you and things and maybe ideas of your own that are going to come and inspiration. So I'm not saying I'm even going to cause that inspiration. You're going to have that inspiration, but it's always handy to have a notebook beside you. So make sure you have that handy. All right. So unschooling in a nutshell is child-directed learning, and it really gets a bad rep, and I have a problem with that because I have seen some amazing, amazing, amazing unschoolers. I have seen unschoolers that invest more time into homeschooling than I do using traditional workbooks. So the bad rep that unschoolers get, okay, it's kind of the myth of unschooling, is that people think they're lazy, Okay, they, they think that they don't want to do school because they don't really want to do workbooks and so they just sit and do their own thing and let their kids run wild. And, and in some cases, that is true. That is what unschooling can look like in certain households. However, that is not the, the mainstream unschooling method at all. In fact, I have seen more of the other side of the spectrum where I've seen unschoolers who use curriculum, but they choose and use curriculum that works for them based on that child, based on what that child is interested in. They use it as a tool rather than having to get through an entire year. Maybe they have a whole bunch of curriculum on their shelves, like me, and they pull out a lesson here and a lesson there, and they just have resources everywhere so that no matter what their kids are inspired by that day, they can pull out and use curriculum. So they're still using, you know, curriculum. I know unschoolers that still do math, but for some of the other subjects, they really choose to go more of a delight um, directed. So that's another term that I'm specifically throwing out there because you might have heard of that, delight directed learning. And that is the same thing as unschooling. That is taking your children's interests, that is taking what delights them, what inspires them, what intrigues them, and basing lessons and homeschooling off of that. 
So now that you kind of understand a little bit of what it means, I want to give you I want to give you some a, a different perspective of unschooling because, like I said, there's a lot of myths, um, there's a lot of misconceptions, and some people just have had bad experiences. They've seen you know certain people do it, and they've thought, okay, I will never be an unschooler, and they put everybody into that category. It's the same thing that can happen with anything. And so my goal today is to break through that. It's to break through that idea, preconceived notion that might be in your mind that unschooling is this terrible thing because actually I can see so much potential in it. So one of the things that I see as you know a huge benefit is that when you can base your lessons on your child's interests, they naturally are going to want to learn about it. And here's kind of the, the, the dichotomy, here's the, the issue that we have in our public school system right now is that everything is taught for the sake of meeting some arbitrary line. Everything is taught for the sake of passing a test. And it's meaningless to that child. And that actually is not how we learn. That is not how we learn. So how are we expecting our children to learn for the sake of what? Pleasing us? Or for the sake of getting a good grade on a test? Why do they care if they get a good grade on a test? You'll notice that in high school, students might start to up their ante a little. Why? Not because they're necessarily any more interested, but because now they have a goal. They have something they want to achieve. Okay, I want to get into this college, or I want to become this, and I need this grade, so okay, I'm going to apply myself, because now it means something to them. The problem is when we got young students where none of that means us anything to them. It doesn't mean anything to them. And we are trying to teach them based on that, well, they're not going to remember it. They're not going to be excited about it. So my issue with homeschooling has been in the past that I kill myself, okay? I am, I'm sitting down and I'm teaching my children from a history book, and we're going through the lesson. Meanwhile, this is just a, a small picture into my home. Meanwhile, I have my kinesthetic learner jumping up and down, and literally, you know how some kids will do something? Oh, just get them to color while they listen. Yeah, no, no, that does not work for me. If she is doing anything, in fact, even if she's just sitting there, when I speak, she tunes me out. She cannot retain zero, absolutely any information when it is in spoken form. I have never met anybody that had zero auditory in them. And she is it. She has zero auditory in her. So she is done. Like I am wasting my breath with her because meanwhile, I'm teaching this lesson afterwards. I could say one sentence to her, Selah, um, this is what happened in this year. And then I could say, what did I just say? I, I don't know. What did I just talk about? What, what are we learning about? What are the people that we're learning about? She has zero, zero recollection of anything that we cover. So I waste my time with her. I'm wasting my time with my younger kids who are whining, they're fussing, they're not retaining anything and I know it, which is then distracting to my older kids who maybe might be retaining a little bit of it, but I can't really make it interesting because I'm getting frustrated at this point. Okay, is this ringing true for anybody? Is anyone sitting there like nodding their heads right now? Here is the difference when it is child directed. When my kids, and kids naturally are curious, they are curious. Your kids aren't going to not want to learn. They're curious about stuff 
all the time. And so when they go to the beach and they pick up something off of the sand and they say, what is this? That's an opportunity for a lesson. So what is that? Okay, let's learn about that. And then almost guarantee you, they're going to ask another question and you can go deeper and deeper and as deep as they want to take it. And then maybe they'll stop not far in and they just say, oh, okay. And they move on and you'll think, okay, well, we could have gone a little further, but you don't push it. Meanwhile, the next time you go, they're telling that to their friends and they're saying, actually, this is like this and that's why. And their friends are like, oh, really? And then the next time they're asking even more depth questions. When your kids want to learn it, it's more natural and it is retained. Retained. I want you to imagine with me if schooling every single year you weren't repeating the same lessons because really that's what we do. Really, we take the same history lessons and we just cycle them through. All right, let's do ancient history. Let's do World War history. You know, you're going through and you're teaching them different eras, different times, whatever. And then in a four-year cycle, generally, they've forgotten everything. And now you're going to go through, maybe go a little bit more in depth because they're ready for it. 90% of what you're doing is just teaching them how to learn. And it's a waste of time. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I am not motivated to homeschool socials and science when I know that there is like a minimal chance of them remembering anything that I'm teaching them. So I feel like I'm just teaching for the sake of nothing. Like it means nothing to me. So why would I teach them something they're not going to remember? It's just a waste of my time. So I'm naturally already frustrated because no matter how they respond, I feel like we could be doing so many other things. So from my perspective, it's difficult. My kids pick up on that. So on top of the fact that this means nothing to them, now, even though they might have been slightly intrigued if I had taught it the certain way, you know, I'm using my voices, I'm like acting it out. Okay, they're a little bit into it. But they're picking up on the fact that I'm not. This is where it all comes to play is you're all growing and learning together. You really do have to find a style of, of teaching that does work for you. It's not all about the kids and how your kids learn. I know that my kids would learn better in an unschooling, but we're still not quite there because I'm not quite there. I know that for me to try to teach in that way, I would probably still be a little bit stressed. I'd probably still worry a little bit about, you know, certain things like math. I feel like they're really young um, to just be learning that kind of stuff through life. I mean, and, and in my life, because I've got five children, I feel like it's really hard for me to sit down and assess each child's interests and to jump on all those learning opportunities because yes, they happen every day, all the time, but I don't necessarily have the drive or motivation or energy to stop what I'm doing and okay, let's do a lesson off of that. And I mean, that would be all I do. And unfortunately for my children, I don't just homeschool. I, I don't just do that. That's not my full-time everything. Sometimes I wish it were, but I have this blog and I work a lot. I work a lot. So I homeschool my kids, but I really can't do that 
all day. Let's just like ditch life and let's just dig in and explore and learn together. And sometimes I really do wish that I could. So you have to take into account what your life looks like, what your family dynamics look like. You know, do you have really young kids? So even if you could do that, are your really young kids going to make it really hard for you to at this point in your life? So I mean, it all comes into play. That's why there is no right and no wrong homeschool style. You have to find what works in this season. And I can promise you, there's no need to get discouraged thinking, okay, but my value says I want to be Charlotte Mason, or I wish that I could be an unschooler. Great, then work towards that. Work towards becoming that and, and little tiny steps each day. For me, because unschooling is generally, that's I, I see so much potential in that. So I put together, I don't know if you saw my post I did um, last week about how I do my homeschool planning, but I put together um, a page. When kids ask a question, I don't know, because that happens a lot, then I write those down. And then I figure, you know, I can just start to, even if I can't stop what I'm doing in that second and like dive into a lesson, I'm going to take a time every month to go through some of those questions to find what I have in the curriculum that we have that I can bounce lessons and ideas off of those things that my kids have already expressed interest in. So, so for me, that's a baby step. That's something that I can do. It might not be instant. It might not be taking that instant you know, curiosity to know. And I might kind of miss the mark a little bit because kids move fast. And, you know, by next week, they've probably totally forgotten. But I do know that that is something that did interest them. And so I know that that probably I can re- inspire that in them if I approach it again. So for me, that's a baby step. That's a baby step that I'm taking. We have taken away a lot of our curriculum, a lot. Socials and science, again, I use curriculum as a tool when I feel like we either need um, reinforcement in an area or for example, I don't know if you saw what we're using for social studies, but I use maps where I print them off and it's very, very light. Um, but so I definitely still use curriculum and so that's where I'm more Charlotte Mason at this point. But in so many other areas, we do not do a formal, okay, every two days we're doing socials, every two days we're doing science. We don't. We really do not. And science, 90% of the time, is based off of exploring at the beach and discussion and reading books we got from the library. So that is 90% of our science and our socials, really, at this point. And it's awesome. I have to say, it is awesome. I hope that gives you a little glimpse into unschooling from somebody who isn't necessarily an unschooler, but I love it and I see a lot in it that I want to emulate and that I'm hoping to one day move more towards, especially once my kids can be a little bit more independent. Unschooling really is not as scary as people make it out to be. And I have seen all different levels of it from people that use mostly curriculum, they just tailor it for their kids, to people that use no curriculum, but they dive into everything that their kids are curious about. It can look so different. It can look so different. And that's where child-directed learning or delight-directed learning can sometimes be a little bit easier for people to understand exactly 
what that is and what it looks like because unschooling sometimes just gives people a bad taste in their mouth and they're like, uh, wait, you do nothing, <laughs> which is not the case. So hopefully that helps clarify a little bit about what it can look like. If you guys have more questions, please feel free. You can comment. This is a blog post. So head on over and um, comment at hiphomeschoolingblog.com. There's a little button at the top that says podcast. You can view all my podcasts there and the comment right there inside the post, and I can respond to them there. You can also join me on Facebook. It's Hip Homeschooling Blog. You can find me on Instagram, Hip Homeschooling. I'm everywhere. So come and find me and, you know, shoot me your questions, and I would love to answer them. Whether I need to do another podcast on this, if there's a lot of questions, or whether I can just email you or respond, you know, on social media, whatever. But I would really love to answer your questions however I can. And any links that I referred to in this podcast are also going to be in that blog post. So head on over to my blog, hit the podcast button, and check it out if you want to click on them and don't have to write down links. And I hope you guys have an awesome day. Don't forget, this is part of a series. So I've already covered Charlotte Mason and traditional homeschooling. This was unschooling, so there's more to come. If you're still trying to figure out your homeschool style, stay tuned for this series. You can listen to it on iTunes, on Stitcher. So come on over to the blog, check it out, and shoot me your questions. I can't wait to hear them. Have an awesome week, you guys. Talk to you soon. Thanks for taking time out of your busy, busy, busy day to listen to truth in the trenches. I hope you guys found it helpful and I cannot wait to see you next week. Talk to you later.